0: here we go we're recording welcome okay. to female intern everyone Oh my One god. Person. <laughs> um i'm danielle i'm the host and today my guest is the legendary carrie keys oh my god thank you welcome carrie thank you so
1: much for having me it's been
0: a long time coming really we've tried to arrange a pod many times finally 2024 is the year yeah telling me off mic that you're kind of trying to live your life like a frat bro now because you have done the work
1: yeah i think that's fair
0: yeah and i'll also just say we're gonna dive right into this conversation but just for some context carrie is someone i know from the comedy universe for sure. um, you're originally hailing from Texas.
1: No, I am actually from Pennsylvania. You're from Pennsylvania, but
0: Your my cowboy dad lives in Texas. Yes, that's um, very accurate. Okay, it
1: was like I should have probably grown up in Texas, but my dad didn't want us like too close to where he was actually living his life. If that makes sense, we can get into that. At okay, some great. Point.
0: Okay, we will. We'll revisit childhood shortly for sure. Yeah. First, let's talk about frat life.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's more just like I mean, it's a mentality. Yes, yes, yes. Like. Everything is working out for me, cause I'm a cause I'm a rich frat bro. It, that's sort of the vibe I'm going for. Like, okay, everything's working out for me. I can kind of do whatever I want. Like, I can live my life in the most live out loud. You know, that's yes. what they do.
0: They really do. Well, well, so can can you tell us about the like wh- what kind of. Greek life character? Were you living before <laughs> you made this transition? Oh God,
1: probably the actual Greek life person that I am. Oh my in God, life. Are you, are you an actual Greek life person? Unfortunately, okay. well, cool. reformed. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> recovering. I <laughs> recovering. I was in a sorority. and okay. I went to a very fratty college. Where did you go to college? The University of Virginia. Okay, and I did not go there with the intention of being in a, in a sorority. Okay. I did not want to do that. But then it felt like everybody was, and of course, I have to be know, what everyone else but, is
0: but also like i don't if that's like if that's the social norm like if that's where social life occurs I, you know i understand
1: it was but like i definitely could have found other ways <laughs> okay because i know you people know, yeah
0: all right i'm not gonna give you credit <laughs> no don't
1: don't don't cut me any slack on okay. that um i was like you know i wasn't well in college i was depressed and didn't know myself and all that did stuff. did you know that you were depressed no I would okay. never have told anyone that never I was. Never would have guessed. No, never would have okay. guessed, even though all I did was lay in bed and smoke weed and watch Survivor. Oh, my God. Which is kind of the classic hallmark of
0: depression. That is honestly like of our generation. That's exactly right. <laughs> and like and like a vibrator somewhere. Oh, close Oh, in the vicinity. Yeah. In the vicinity. Yeah. Survivor. And we. Yes. OK.
1: That was my cocktail of okay. stuff. Um, okay. But of course, if someone had asked me if anything was wrong, I would be like, no, my life is amazing. Like, I feel good constantly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you feel good constantly, air quotes, air quotes, air quotes. Um, (laughs) And so, but you do decide to venture into Greek life.
1: Yeah. The, the depression sort of happened as a result of the, not as a result of the Greek life, but just as time was going on in college, I wasn't really vibing with people. But so, yeah, so I would say I was like sad girl in a, in a sorority who didn't really feel, uh. Like I was part of that group, but okay. was like paying money to them. anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: You were a dues-paying member, spiritually kind of not. Yeah, but in.
1: also I ended up like I talk about it like ironically, but I ended up like making a lot of like currently my closest friends but are yeah, from but there. But
0: like that's uh, that's where you were. Like that's right. who you were around. Right? Yeah. So,
1: but I yeah I never really vibed with um, any of the other like especially the guys. Mm. I mean, do you ever see like I I sometimes on do you are you on TikTok occasionally okay i'm addicted fully that's Um, i mean it's a problem
0: well no it just it feels like that's sort of the only way to be with tiktok
1: yeah it's either you're on it and you're addicted or you never touch it it's like heroin in that way
0: um it's exactly the same as.
1: it's exactly the same as heroin and my life is in danger currently um i'm on tiktok and occasionally i get um like there's guys who will kind of do the frat bro accent. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I and do. That As an is American, deeply... I do know. Yeah. <laughs> As a living person, yeah. um, and it's that does deeply strike a chord within okay. me and sort of activates
0: a PTSD. A yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Um, but I'm gonna be more like them now, and I'm gonna just kind
0: of let my freak flag fly. So, okay. So tell tell us about that paradigm shift.
1: Um, it's really been. Well, 2023 was the worst year of my life, famously.
0: That's crazy. No one else. For <laughs> no, one no, else, one else. <laughs> no one else had that. No one else had that. A lot of bad things happened. and Are you, are you open to sharing yeah. what some of those things were? Yeah, of
1: course. I went through a really hellish breakup that like, just put me in a bad state for a long time. And yeah. then shortly after that happened, I found out that my one of my close friends who had been diagnosed with cancer the year before was gonna die basically and then she did Fuck. yeah <laughs> it sucked
0: ass and it still sucks and it still does yeah
1: and i mean it will always suck forever yeah
0: um okay so like the grief loss machine yeah you're kind of going through i'm that, on that, that train grinder yeah oh God, and on top so of that
1: sorry. i had another person who i who wasn't in my life at the time but it was an a beloved teacher who was in my life as of when I was like five through when I graduated high school was like the director of my acapella group. Very mm. special person. Um, he also died of brain cancer. Like they both had brain cancer. It was like, why is everyone now dying of brain cancer that I know? Trendy. Yeah. Why is that sort of the trend now? But, um, it was just like a really dark fall and winter yeah,
0: 2020. That is darkness. Yeah.
1: But I feel like all those things, something happened at the beginning of this year where I was like, literally nothing matters. I have to live my life. I can't stop. I can't keep like blocking myself from doing the things I want to do just because I'm scared, you know, because <laughs> that, that's how I was living my life before.
0: Well, uh, okay. S- say more about that. Um, what do you think? Like, what what were you? What were What do you think you, you were what was what were you suppressing? What were you like not doing? Um, were you scared? This
1: podcasting. Wow. I'm. I had kind of discovered that I was a podcaster in 2021. I started like I remember which we had about talked you. about. We had yeah, talked about this. And I was like, cool. That's like literally what I am. Like I know it. I feel it in my bones. Great. Mm-hmm. I figured it out. Yay. Yeah. And then, like, I have
0: patterns that are toxic that's crazy (laughs) also something no one else has yeah no one
1: else has them so I'll let you guys know about um how that it feels to live like that but um I like use relationships to distract myself from my calling Mm -hmm. I use drugs to whatever like anything to keep myself from sitting with myself and talking into a microphone yeah um so I had to kind of go on a journey of like not doing it for a long time um and then yeah everybody died and broke up with me and so it's like okay i guess i have to <laughs> fine I'll i guess do i'll do, my do it my podcast <laughs> it's so funny to it's say because it, so it's like funny. i guess i'll be brave and do my podcast now
0: <laughs> now that i've lost everything that's dear to me i guess i'll do it fine universe well, you convince me <laughs> meanwhile i'm like you cannot keep me away from a microphone well now
1: it's actually becoming that way for me which is which feels Wait, so good okay
0: so are you are have you been have you been podding
1: yeah so i i just launched a new podcast sorry i have like hair all over my face that's beautiful we um love that. we love that here thank you uh i just launched a new podcast with a good friend of mine um, named isabel who is not a comedian just because she refuses to do that
0: brave
1: yeah but she's one of the funniest people I know, which is actually most non-comedians yeah. oh, how they are. Um, <laughs> but so we started a podcast called Floundering, which is okay. where we just like talk about how we don't know anything. yeah, and,
0: Beautiful. And it's really
1: fun. And then I'm also in the process of kicking off a solo project that <gasps> we'll be launching soon.
0: What is the nature of that project?
1: Um, so it's a little bit woo. I like to talk about like, consciousness and mm-hmm. spirituality Spi- I you know, remember
0: y- the something you used to do used to talk about spirituality yeah. yeah
1: so that was like I had launched a podcast in 2021 and mm-hmm. I was like great I know I'm a podcaster I'll just do it mm-hmm. and then was confronted with like immense amount of anxiety and fear every time I would I posted like five episodes total because yeah. every time I would post one I would be like I think I'm gonna die I think <laughs> I think that this is going to, to kill me
0: was it Were, were was it like um self was it judgment yeah was it like just
1: perceived like just whoever in the world like hates me was like coming into my brain and saying yeah you suck and and everyone's gonna think you're crazy inner critic yeah like hijacking yeah I was being hijacked by whatever the energies were yeah um and I also just felt like I don't know I think I was I was starting to do the podcast at the same time that I was starting to do stand-up for the first time. Okay. And those two things felt incongruent.
0: Interesting. Yeah. That is just also something a frat comedy bro would never... That, that'd that be crazy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Stand-up and podcast, different universe. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, and it is funny. I mean, I do think I've never been felt more like a white man in my life now that I'm putting myself... In a position of power, sort of. Nobody asked me to, but that I did. That is what this
0: podcast is. Yeah, is me coming out as a white
1: man. Yeah, and it's fine. And it's beautiful, and it honestly. feels good to feel that it's power. Really good to be a white man. Yeah, It feels, really feels awesome. Good. I recommend it.
0: Well, okay. Um, uh, starting standard for the first time. Yeah, talk about it.
1: Um,
0: why? Yeah, wow. great
1: question. Why? Um,
0: long time coming. Like, uh, kind of a whim. Like whim. Where? More of a whim. Wow.
1: It was like. So were you a
0: jokester? Like, I was a joke. I was always a jokester
1: and okay. I loved being like the comic relief. Like in my mm. family, I felt like that was the role that I kind of played in like growing up. I loved like being the center of attention, obviously. Okay. also
0: big, big family, small family,
1: small family, three okay. kids, two parents, okay. lots of dysfunction. Um, so big in that way. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I never considered like putting myself in that. Position. I was always just like, I'm. Well, I'm too. I would be too scared to do that. Okay. Um, but
0: but you sang, like you sang cappella, You were kind of like did some performance. Yeah,
1: yeah. I loved music okay. singing um, and playing instruments, but I didn't. What s- instruments? Guitar and okay. piano a yeah, little bit. Love it. Okay. I'm like a jack of all trades type. Um yeah. I'm not really good at anything, yeah, but yeah. that's fine. Um. But yeah, I had dabbled in performing like over the years, but I would never have considered doing like stand up or theater or anything like that um but then I had like I was just on a journey I think like I at the end of 2019 I like went on this spiritual journey to Peru and I was like oh my god life is about more than spreadsheets or whatever yeah and then I discovered I, like I was queer and I like got into a relationship with the woman and mm-hmm. that was happening and then the pandemic so it was Ooh. a lot going on in that like little window of time and mm-hmm. then in 2021 like the vaccine was happening people were going outside more and I was like something just needs to change also my my girlfriend who i had just we had just ended things but she was in comedy and so she was kind of showing me like the ropes of like what it's like to live a creative life and um i was like oh this is like actually possible for people and like i could do this like i also am have like a deep amount of privilege so like this is easy like it could be easy for me even Mm -hmm. Um so and then my friend Claire had been doing stand up for a Shout little out while. Shout out Claire
0: Showkowski, friend of the pod. Friend of the
1: pod. We went to college together, um, and we had been friends for a while and she started doing stand up and I was like the biggest supporter of her doing that. And I was like, You should definitely do that because I would never, but you should <laughs> and then eventually I was like, Oh, I am jealous and I want to do that too. Yeah. Um so yeah.
0: And now you guys do a really Freaking great, successful show together. Yeah, shout out Simfest.
1: I know it's 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 been really nice, and I it was weird because when I first started doing stand up, I really was just kind of trying to find community, mm. um, and then I was I just kind of fell in love with t- telling jokes and being on stage and yeah. All that.
0: Do you f- and is community something you feel like you have found?
1: Um, yes and no. I think it's it's growing. I like I said I haven't fully been out as like my whole self, I okay. think. Like I feel like with stand up it's a very like curated uh, obviously totally. it's a character. Yeah. Um and I think there's a lot more to me than people don't really
0: know about. What parts do you think like you haven't yet brought into stand up? Like that you might be interested. Like
1: Yeah. I'm ah uh, I fancy myself a bit of an intellectual. Yeah.
0: Ooh. I feel like you and I are in like a, we could Jacqueline Novak is like a, Oh my God. Right. That's, her. Quite, that's a, that's a big influence. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I did somebody recently asked me like who my favorite comedian is. And I don't, I can't come up with you're names like, on the spot. Karl like Karl Marx, that. <laughs> I was like, for yeah. Sure. Um, but I said, Bo Burnham and mm-hmm. the guy was like, don't ever say that. And I was like, you're Shut stupid. The fuck
0: up. Shut up.
1: Also, like, yeah, he's a genius. Robert and he's good. Burnham
0: is a smart boy <laughs> who makes wonderful, thought-provoking work. Shut the fuck
1: up. Who also has, like, been an influence since I was, like, 12. Yeah. So shut up. Um, straight man who told me that. Who shall remain nameless. Um, I mean, he doesn't have to. Have to. <laughs> I would put him on blast. He's actually one of them that I would, but I, you know. We
0: can, we can beep it out. Oh my God. Do you want to say it and I'll beep it out? Yeah. Great. <laughs> of oh. course. Can I just tell you? I don't even know that guy well at all, and that is the least surprising person you no. could have said. No, it's not surprising <laughs> at all. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so excited. So much judgment from someone who. What have you done?
1: Literally, oh except god. for like so- ruin women. Oh my god, I love being a bitch. Sometimes Me too. I
0: love being a bitch because I'm really not like. Oh, I'm the nicest everyone. person in
1: the world. I'm so kind and warm. We're
0: such. We're. Warmth is what I get from me which is I think why I have immediately felt safe around you. Oh my god, yeah, we don't like, you know, we don't know each other that well. Yeah, but um, yeah, he does. He ruins women. He ruins women. He ruins women's lives. Why but n-
1: no more, because I will, if I hear of a woman who's doing yeah, anything with get, him, it, you'll stop that. Yeah,
0: that's so good. Yeah, vigilante justice you're, will that's be happening. community service. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, wow, that's real. That's honestly, that's real feminism. <laughs> So you fancy yourself an intellectual? Kind
1: of, but um, I don't, also don't read books, so it's okay. like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so th- So what, is, what does it look like for you to be... I
1: think a lot. You
0: just think hard.
1: I think a lot about stuff constantly, and I spend a lot of time by myself. Journaler? Journaler, yeah. But I It's. I think that's why like the podcasting thing has been what I feel is my deepest calling, is because I like to talk about stuff rather yeah. than... I like writing stuff down too, but talking feels really therapeutic to me. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> so are do you want to bring that part of yourself out more in stand up or you feel like it's a, like maybe that's not really the venue for it anyway?
1: That's a good question. I I think I would like to. I feel like I just cuz I'm so green, I have been so focused on just like trying to write good jokes and like figure out what it yeah. my style is and what my voice is and stuff so yeah. i imagine that over time it will just kind of naturally yeah. come out more but um i do think podcasting is more my medium just because i feel more free to just also not have to be fucking funny all the time mm-hmm. like it's exhausting yeah. <laughs> sometimes i just want to say something serious and have it just land you know yeah
0: you just want to so like that it, yeah like yeah guys think about that think about
1: that Mic drop and just move on with my and life. Just move on, but um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm still very much like figuring out who I am as an artist, but um, but it's where, funny to say that. Where
0: do you, where are you these days? Like, what what are what have you uncovered about yourself? <sighs> what a question! Such a dumb, and annoying, humongous question. <laughs> I you feel can like say next, and I can ask. You no,
1: I like to. I like that question. Well, I feel like stand up taught me that I'm angry.
0: Same. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to get rage out of my sister yeah. on stage, and it's fun.
1: It is fun. And I wasn't expecting that because I was very confused when I first started doing it because I was like, why am I so angry when I'm on stage? Like, why? Sh- it just should be fun. But it is fun. It is. So that's <laughs> what they don't tell that's women don't- about anger. Right.
0: It's actually freaking fun. Yeah. Or it can be.
1: Well, and it's like just a good outlet. I mean, because it helps with not having to contain it constantly. Yeah,
0: you, you're a newsflash. You're a person and people experience anger. Yeah. So I think I thought I thought I was above anger for truly until, I don't know, five years ago. Yeah. Um, I was like me, anger, anger no. for dumb idiots. I'm so
1: compassionate and understanding of all people,
2: Yeah,
1: no matter how they wrong me. Mm-hmm. I will can always find that place. And it's like, you don't need to bypass what you're actually feeling just to get there. You know? Yeah. yeah. How did you find out that you were angry? I mean,
0: I, I think I, I've always been, I, I think I've, I've always known I've had anger. Like I, right, growing up in a, quite a religious environment where mm. um, just the misogyny is very much on display. um, And just like seeing that, like, oh, I literally don't have the same rights as like my brother and the same privileges, blah, blah, right. blah. So I, that was always like, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is irritating. I'm an Orthodox feminist. Just kind of like <laughs> always having this like kind of anti-establishment sort of slant. Um, but then just getting older, um, experiencing depression more acutely. Yeah. Realizing, connecting the dots of like, oh, that is like a expression of a lot of suppressed emotion. It's, yeah, it's
1: just repressed shit that you, that you feel weighed down by. Yeah, and yeah.
0: I'm... I, I was, I like prided myself on like, I never fight. I never fight with my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't get into fights with anyone. Like if I get into fights it's with my family, cause like they fight. Yeah. Um, and then I started like learning about the idea of rupture and repair in relationships. Are you familiar with <laughs> no. this? Basically like there's bound to be ruptures yeah. in human relationships, like ruptures in trust and in peace and stability. That does not mean that a relationship is dysfunctional or unhealthy it's how the two people uh, engage in, like, repairing that rupture yeah. that tells you more about the health of the relationship. So I was just exposed to, like, rupture, 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 and then let's pretend there was no rupture oh, yeah. and never even – Everybody did, go to
1: your rooms for, like, four hours. And, and tomorrow we'll, we'll just pretend it didn't
0: happen. Yeah. Um, and so that is not conflict resolution. No. That's just, like, ripping you apart. yeah and so, learning that, like, oh, there's a way to have healthy conflict, and like, there's a way to express to someone you love, like, I'm angry at you, and it yeah. doesn't mean like, and I hate you, and you're the worst, and I need to sleep this off, and we'll never talk about it again. Like, so that's still terrifying to me, but yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, healthy people get angry, right? That was kind of that was huge. That, was huge that is me. huge.
1: I know. I I had a well, yeah. I grew up in a very like repressed environment where like a lot of bad stuff was happening and no one was talking about it and uh i just kind of learned that that's how relationships are like you're just supposed to grin and bear it and if someone's doing something bad to you just like ignore it
0: accommodate accommodate (sighs) them yeah just make yourself small
1: and go to your room and like cry and feel bad about yourself and then Ask yourself why you are a bad person. and yeah, then, yeah. Why does everyone hate me? Yeah. <laughs> why,
0: am I, why am I bringing so much of this negative energy for myself? <laughs> right. Why is it 100% my, my fault? My fault. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and some of my favorite comedians are enraged on stage. I... And I'm like, it's so fun to watch that. Like, especially rage about really low stakes things. Like, yes. I love to see a comedian lose their mind over, like, a traffic thing. You know what I mean? Like, something... Yeah. Yeah. I look
1: forward to figuring out how to do that a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Jo- please join me. Let's do a seminar. I want to, like, I want to figure out how to do that. Because when I
1: first started doing stand up, when I was having these realizations about feeling angry and stuff, I Googled angry comedians and I did come up with a list of eight men. Yeah. Um, always. <laughs> which I was okay, like, awesome. Wait, who are they? Who are they? Oh, you know, just the ones that you would like, Louis C.K. and like, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Yes. All those guys. George Carlin or whatever. Who knows? Um, And I was like, cool, I don't feel represented by this at all. All of them are old (laughs) and all of them are like vaguely misogynistic in various ways. Like I just I want there to be and I'm sure there are I'm sure women who Mm -hmm. are out there. But I also just like don't I'm not like I said, I started doing comedy kind of on a whim. So I I wasn't like a seasoned student Student. of of the the craft. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have do you. Have you found any more um any more performers? Or maybe not even like huge names, but are there people like maybe even peers? Yeah, I think
1: more so peers than um cool. I love like I when I when people ask me who my favorite comedian is, I always say Jake Letizia.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, shout out Jake Letizia. I love Jake Letizia. The <laughs> man is a star. Yeah.
1: He's awesome. And I just other also like people who are maybe in like a class or two above me, like more of people of our generation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I love Pat Regan. Um, he's a
0: genius. <sighs> Pat Regan's a fucking genius. Yeah, and I, th- I think like <laughs> I wouldn't want to tell him this because I, I. <sighs> like, he is perpetually underrated. It's.
1: Not and okay. And it's like it's
0: like part of his brand at this point. And yeah. I'm like, it's. I just want you to know, Pat, like, it's not okay. And like, if there's a petition, like, I'll sign it. I'll sign it. Like, you are a luminary. Yeah. You're a luminary. Like, no one... Did you see... Um. He posted... I think he posted on Instagram. He has a bit where he goes into such detail about his fantasy friendship with Taylor Swift. Oh,
1: I think I have seen that.
0: And it has fully inspired like a whole bit journey that i'm on oh my god with, amazing like, my, with the love of my life jason mansukis and how i'm like oh i oh need my to god. i need to tell people how unhinged my fantasies are i see that
1: for man. you but i also feel like you guys are like related really just i don't know you have some related energies. like
0: like we look alike or we like act- vibes and <gasps> i
1: guess maybe you look alike oh my god
0: Wait, do you think I act like Jason Mantzou? This Is a massive compliment. Yeah, because
1: he's so funny and amazing. <laughs> he's
0: fucking. In, he's he's also like in, insane yeah. on stage. Like, but um, you know what the secret is? He's an amazing listener. That is the secret. That's what it is. That's why he's so good at improv. Like, that's that's what it is. He's listening constantly. That's incredible.
1: I I went through a big how did this get made phase in, like, 2017.
0: That's my, like, I listen to reruns like as, like, comfort noise. It's so comforting.
1: Especially, I, I like the live episodes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I
0: love the live episodes. It's
1: just, I feel like I'm there. And he's just hit <sighs> the energy that he brings is unreal
0: it's unreal yeah. it's so generous i don't know man like i don't i feel like i don't see performers with the same amount of like energy generosity yeah um but anyway i love him and i'm inspired by pat to actually like do 15 minutes about how I you love should. Jason should and maybe he'll see it one day and be terrified of me <laughs> but at least he'll know me <laughs> that's the goal that's the goal please know me jason he's like <laughs> fifty. I'm like, I don't care. It's He's single, I think, isn't he? Yes. If and when he partners up with someone and it's not me, like I that that will be like begin a new chapter of darkness in my life. Yeah. Like I'm gonna I have am, to move forward. I'm literally from sometimes I think about this. I'm because I like I've never really prioritized dating until literally, I don't know, like the last two months. Yeah. I literally have been holding out for Jason. Like I'm in my head, that's like a religious like faith where I'm like, well I mean whatever, it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm ultimately going to end with Jason. <laughs> Which, like, I know, how could you not laugh at that? But No, like, but it, it's possible. It's so serious to me. No,
1: and it's like, <laughs> like okay. I mean,
0: you don't know him. <laughs> like, you know how he's insane on stage? He's probably also insane in real life. Like, maybe get a better idea. But I'm like, no, that's my guy. I'm 100% sure. No. I- <laughs> also, it's like, I don't
1: know, part of my whole thing is, like, figuring out that anything is possible. And I know that's, like, lame. But, like, literally, you is just it? create whatever the fuck you want yeah So like i don't even think it's crazy for you to say that i don't
0: think it is either because
1: like you also you're a comedian he's a comedian you're bound
0: to cross paths that's, at some point point. and that's what i've been saying yeah you know i'm like i, I don't know his address <laughs> i'm not a creep like no i don't know his family i don't know his birthday but i'm like uh, we're gonna cross paths. like i i feel confident i feel
1: confident i feel confident yeah. i'm excited for you guys thank you
0: carrie thank you so much because no
1: <laughs> he deserves your love Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Jason.
0: You deserve. I think you might deserve me. Yeah, <laughs> I think you might deserve me. But um, why did we talk about Jason We're Rage about Pat Anger, and Pat? Yeah, Pat Regan. I love him. That's he's, pretty much the end of that. He's but me. no, but he's like he, he's so wronged by everyone. <laughs>
1: I don't understand. I wonder if it's like by choice because like I think Pat Pat and I are similar in the sense that like I think we are very introverted like i think maybe he doesn't always want to be like on stage and so he's like a writer and stuff too yeah um and obviously like a podcaster but i imagine that i mean if he wanted to be like selling out like rooms all the time he could do that easily so I i don't know but i love him and i wish him all the best i
0: know i wish him so much goodness yeah and
1: he's such an inspiration for me like when i first moved to new york i didn't know i was gonna do comedy eventually but my now podcast partner for my new podcast Mm -hmm. told me about seek treatment and it was like when literally episode one she was like hey I found this amazing new podcast you have to listen to it and then it became like a thing for us and then now we're podcasting like kind of inspired by it's just beautiful beautiful. how that works
0: it's really beautiful I
1: love
0: that so these days what is what's your like relationship like to stand up like what What's motivating you? Yeah. What What feels good? What feels bad?
1: Well, I took a long break. Um, longer than I intended. Because after my breakup, I was just in no place. I was starting. I was doing stand-up afterwards and, you know, saying some stuff. <laughs> 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 and as was my right. Mm-hmm. And it was, by the way, a killing. Um, but I don't really know. I didn't feel good about it. all that. And I was like, I need to take a step back and like process this and not just like vomit out all of my feelings on stage, Yeah. even though that would be the easier thing to do sometimes. So I like took a break over the summer and I was like, I'll get back into it. But then my friend started dying and I was like, I'm unwell. Mm -hmm. Like I can't be in public. Otherwise I'm going to start talking about this and I'm gonna start crying. Yeah. So then I went into like this dark period of like September. I was still doing our show SimFest. Like we were still doing that, but otherwise I was not on stage. Um, and it's just now that I'm kind of starting to have a rebirth moment where mm-hmm. I'm like, let's let's figure out what I want to do with this. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't really have. This is bad. But like I don't really have any aspirations when it comes to stand up. Like,
0: no. I think, but I, I love that. Like, I, it's. I don't know. you you're just you feel this. You feel compelled to do it. There's I like something doing it. Express it. Like yeah. there's something. There's something about it that like that you feel called to. Yeah, and
1: it always comes back when it needs when it when it's ready, you know. So I try not to like have such a firm grip on it because there's periods of time that I literally just don't want to be in public and like I need to be in my room and thinking about myself yeah. and my life yeah. and um processing shit. So I think I'm just going to go through ebbs and flows of that probably forever. Yeah. Um but do I do enjoy it, yeah. Do
0: you feel I mean d- Is there any part of doing stand-up that feels like it is processing?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of it. Because I, yeah. When I first started writing jokes, they were all about my dad. And I was like, am Mm -hmm. I mad at my dad? It's like, yeah, obviously. (laughs) 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 A didoy. doi. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I definitely do. I don't like writing jokes that are just like, I I feel like this is something I've been kind of sad about about me and my comedy because I wish I could just write a joke about like, pillows or something that's how I feel but I have to write about like my sadness
0: <laughs> I'm like is this a phase will I ever grow out of this yeah. I just want to write a joke about the grocery store same
1: <sighs> I know it's it's exhausting but I think I'm just accepting that this is what it is and I'm not going to try to make it something it's not yeah because
0: other people are writing jokes I about know. the grocery store it's Like you gotta just you gotta you gotta be true to yourself you gotta work with what Ugh.
1: God gave you the Christian God. The Christian. That, that the the one,
0: one. The one Christian God. <laughs> <laughs> the father. Yeah. Uh, did you grow up with religion?
1: Um, I grew up, y- yes and no. It was, I grew up Presbyterian. So that's kind of like go to the church and like eat a cookie and talk about David and Goliath. It was not like interesting,
0: super intense. Not Catholic. Not Catholic. Um,
1: but also my.
0: <sighs> but like, were you going weekly?
1: for a time but the foundation of it was not really religious it was like community com- not even that not it's, even. It's, <laughs> okay. it's, no it's like these children need to be wearing tights and <laughs> and mary jane flats every week so that we could go to this place and have people see that we are good people. Yeah, yeah. like social performance. It was social performance, yeah, completely. I love that for you. (laughs) And it was awesome. Um, But I actually, of course, because I'm a bright light in this world, found a lot of joy in, especially when I started doing church choir, and, Mm. you know, there's nothing better.
0: Dude, I always, I remember, like, the first time I saw – what like a gospel choir was at least I know that's like that's also its own sort of distinct thing but I remember like seeing that and being like okay if I had that at Orthodox synagogue like I would fucking be the you you'd have to pull me out of synagogue. Yeah, like, yeah. That, I'd be so religious. Like, and I would
1: literally like that's believe how you're in God, expressing
0: faith. Like yeah. of course I would. What? That's transcendent.
1: Right. Why do I instead have to like sit in this room wearing the most uncomfortable clothes I've ever experienced?
0: Serious, serious, serious.
1: And then like read a story like. It's just And also
0: it's not a very good story.
1: And it's a shitty story and they're not telling it very well. No they're not. And there's no pictures. There's no charisma, there's no pictures. There's no charisma. Talk about that. No.
0: Talk about it. (laughs) Talk about that. (laughs) There is no charisma in any of the testaments. These
1: guys are also getting on I mean, like, at least what I there's like all these old farts who are like doing the sermons in this church and it's like, can we get like Brene Brown in here or something
0: can we get <laughs> Brene Brown like I need
1: to be inspired in some emotional way
0: Wait, can I tell you such a funny story? yeah about Brene Brown? okay Carrie and I have both um, dated comedians before and we were chatting about it before before this pod but um I remember trying to convince um a person I was a comedian I was dating to like listen to Brene Brown because was like going through stuff and mm-hmm. I was like trying to think of like Okay, you're not gonna read. I've recommended you a book. <laughs> i bought you a book. Gave it to you on Valentine's Day. You will not read it. Um, yeah, that's touching. So we need to. I need to find some other way that you can like. That's I. I can get like these. You know, th- this wisdom to you. Right. Um. That can help. Um. And I was like, let's watch. You know, Brene Brown on HBO together. And he was like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. It, it never materializes. It never happens. But you know how. You know how this guy. <laughs> You know how he started listening to Brene-, to Brene Brown? Because Tim Ferriss had her on his no,
1: podcast. No, 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 no.
0: So I just want to say, if you got... Look, ultimately, I'm glad that Brene got into your ear holes. But... You know,
1: sometimes the dog needs a little bit of peanut butter to have its heartworm medication. Yeah. That's how I
0: view that. But I was just like, damn, I, 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 yearn, for, I yearn for companionship with someone who will take my... Advice. Dude, <laughs> just...
1: Okay, I saw a TikTok yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Huge if true. Huge if true. It's, I am very much on like relationship psychology TikTok. Ooh, I love this. And this woman was talking about um, Can how- Can you send me stuff? I want to Of course. I, see. I need this content. Um, this woman was talking about how a very important uh, like trait to have in a relationship is accepting influence. Mm-hmm. which I had never heard those like words together yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. I and I was like, what is that? I'm board. <laughs> but um, and then she started talking about it. It's like, it's the idea that like the person that you're with has some level of like
0: has wisdom
1: influence and you accept that and you don't immediately become defensive of it. And I was like, that's of course the thing that was missing my last relationship because I was like, Hey, like, have you thought about like meditating for like five minutes of your life? And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just have to do like 10 other things first. And I was like, okay, you're sort of not listening you're to not me. oh so you're not hearing okay so, yeah got it got seems so like sorry go. i have to i have to bike like five miles up uptown to like get a piece of wood and then i have to come back and then maybe after that i have to go to like a show but then maybe after that i can meditate it's like
0: okay cool <sighs> you're, you're sort of missing 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 the mark here yeah but yeah i just i thought it was incredible i was like wow when tim ferris right. it. right
1: it's always dude it's always can tim i say ferris. something like that we cut out of this
0: absolutely <laughs> please oh my god I love this the oh my god the the redacted I've never redacted stuff before I'm so excited please redact I'm Um, so excited
1: so one time I was on the phone with he was telling me that he was considering starting a show with someone and I did not the person that he wanted to start a show with I thought my recommendation would be to not I just feel like this person maybe isn't the best like also they're not like at your level really as a comedian and we were kind of talking about it and he there's like a long pause after I said that and he goes I wonder what I would think oh
0: my <laughs> I need to like get up <laughs>
1: and I was like I don't think I heard that right <laughs>
0: Oh my god, I want to, this is, I, like, I want to, I want to become violent. No, and (laughs) I wanted to. This makes me want to become violent. I I wanted to become violent,
1: and instead I was just like, I'm going to kill
0: myself. I wonder what the guy whose entire personality and body of work is being broke, is being single and (laughs) trying to date, I wonder what he would think. I wonder what he would
1: think, yeah, it was, truly that was the moment that I was like, oh, I'll never have an impact here, like.
0: That it, Carrie, (laughs) like that you couldn't have said a funnier name like that that is again like godless like, but
1: like these oh guys God. aren't even friends either it's oh, not like they're not friends they're
0: not even they don't friends. hang out that's fascinating what's a, what was that about
1: i don't i wish i knew i have no idea i i really think it's like i don't know he didn't want to hear it from a woman or something
0: but like Let's do a code name um, let's call him Pat. Let's call for him which Pat. person um the the person like I wonder what Pat would think. Oh yeah 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 <laughs> like is he some sort of I keep using the word luminary, but like
1: d- I wonder I mean, because Pat's doing pretty well, like is he Comedically. I mean he's I don't know i I really don't know why he came up with that name. that's fascinating. of all people. To me. Maybe he was just like wanting some like average guy's opinion
0: on it, because mm, okay, my because well, my
1: opinion is worth less than some average right, guys. Right, right,
0: right. Of course. Well, you have a woman brain, so yeah. So it doesn't no actually offense. work. Yeah, yeah. No offense. No offense to you. Ugh. That is <laughs> so good, dude. I feel like I have such petty opinions about so many, <laughs> yeah. so many people, um, which is fine. Which is fine.
1: I mean, that's you put yourself they put themselves in that position and they, they can have that opinion about me. If they
0: absolutely. Want. Perhaps, I mean, they'd be wrong, but absolutely. They can have that opinion. about me. But
1: yeah. So next to the relationship I'm in, I definitely would love to have them be accepting of my influence. Cause I actually think I have a lot of wisdom and good things to offer in that I regard. I think you do. Thank you.
0: I think you do. I in, like, I know I'm confident that <laughs> you do. Um, yeah. I I I would love to be I would love to in a, in you know inshallah my next relationship. <laughs> um yeah, to to be matched by like by someone who like thinks that they have wisdom, well, not in like a listen to what I have to say, but it's right. like is like examining what hearing what i'm going through right. and it's like well you're saying this and it's making me think like what if you tried this not like do this because i'm smart
1: no and that like is like such <sighs> a turn-on of like so you're listening to me you, talk about my shit in
0: my next relationship to be listened to to be, would listened be to huge huge huge
1: and like oh my god i i can't imagine it but i i also i would I, love to experience that i someday. want to imagine it yeah. i
0: want to be able to like envision that for myself same um, I went on a date yesterday, and How I think was I was, like, noticing. I was like, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't know that you're, like, a listener. And so I don't know that I need to go on a second date. You
1: know who's a listener? Jason Mantzoukas.
0: Okay. <laughs> it, it, which, it, exactly. And it's right. like, no one is going to live up to him. Like, no. no one can live up to him. Like, no. that's why he is who he is. Right. <sighs> it's hopeless for all these other idiots out here. It
1: really is. I, yeah, I would love someone who listens. I think... There's a sign that says listen right there. There Um, is. I feel like that's part of what I'm like stepping into in this moment is like, I'm going to finally listen to myself (gasps) in hopes that that will attract the person who also would like to listen to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you, do you feel like, okay, rather than asking a leading question, I will say like, here's what I've experienced. Do you, does that resonate? (laughs) (laughs) Stay something I'm focused on in standup right now is taking up a shit ton of space. Yeah. Um, and in life too, but I'm trying to like do it in stand up like to a really like charged degree. And then like, let that trickle down into the rest of my life. Um, like I did, I, I did a show. Yeah. One of the big things I learned from like doing the fringe festival and then coming back was like, I need to learn how to inhabit main character energy. Yeah. I don't, I don't do it, and I think that makes me like such a good person. Oh my god, it doesn't, and it doesn't. It
1: makes you a victim of your own life, which actually helps no one.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So I'm trying to like, I need to. I need to be. I need to be a little. Learn how to be a little more selfish. Yeah. A little more like what I say matters. I'm gonna take up space. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. Just just taking up space and like not apologizing for it. That's
1: a huge theme for me right now. and it's awesome do. no and it's it's like inevitably will lead to success because that's how it works yeah I love that for you Thank when you. you say take up space like how does that translate on like is it like an energy thing
0: it's yeah it's it's energy um it is I don't know there's there I I see so many I see f- plenty of peers and also like people like also like a you know above in comedy who are like yeah. doing pretty well but like I'll see a performance mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah I'm not I don't fi- I don't feel very compelled by that like right. I don't feel like I'm seeing authentic you I feel like you're getting up there delivering just reciting jokes like yeah. I I'm like no 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 me I want to show myself yes. like right. um it's it's like I have this like emotionally ambitious goal with comedy
1: I really resonate with that I feel like that was the thing that I struggled with when I was obviously when you're first starting to do it it's just like you know you're learning the ropes but I felt very like confined by my own material and I was like also part of my whole like comedy thing is doing um like I guess the kind of what's the word like wry like sardonic sort of I'm not laughing Mm-hmm. you're laughing i'm not laughing mm-hmm. i'm standing there yeah kind yeah, of yeah, thing yeah and do i do that really well thank you, you do that really well. <laughs> but i would i think that laughing is good too to yeah. laugh at my own jokes i would like that on stage
0: yes and yes and um me. yes and <laughs> jason um <laughs> yes and that can also very quickly become like a crutch you think that's also something that I see like so, so many peers like they start laughing at their joke mm. before they even let the audience catch up and like get the joke and yeah I'm like, okay don't I want you to be delighted by yourself but there's a there's a f- fine line like between that being really genuine and that being like they're insecure they're laughing to be like please laugh with me right um, right to like let yourself genuinely laugh at yeah. your own joke. Yes, absolutely.
1: I feel like I just haven't written material that lends itself to that because I'm always just like writing the material that lends itself to me standing there and sort of sarcastically mm-hmm. letting people. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So I would like that more. But
0: do you, like mm-hmm. is that how you joke? in real life with friends too totally so like it it is it it is authentic to you it is
1: authentic completely but in real life i will laugh as well
0: crack yourself up yeah
1: i'll crack myself i crack myself and that's part of what's been fun about doing the solo podcast is that there are so many times that i make a joke and i'm the only one laughing because i'm the only one there that's
0: beautiful (laughs) i oh that's kind of that's a big mantra for me as long as i crack myself up yeah that's the that's it that's the whole sentence well yeah
1: because it's what else is What there? else is there? Also, if it, I don't actually feel that gratified by other people laughing at my jokes.
0: Interesting. That's so different from so many So many yeah. people I interview. They're like, the laugh, the laugh. That's why I do it. And right. Like, Interesting. I, I do.
1: I understand that because sure. when I also, like, when I go to shows and when I watch stand-up specials, like, and I hear that, like, obviously, that's a, a beautiful sound. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love that?
0: Of course. But
1: I think I can have a great set where like people are laughing and still feel like I'm I don't feel like I was on top of my game on that Mm -hmm. like I want to I think I'm a kind of a perfectionist about stuff which I hate but yeah I sometimes I'll have like a set that is mediocre but I feel like I did really well so I'm like okay well that was I feel better about that yeah you know it's weird
0: yeah what what makes it feel like a good set for you if I'm having fun. How, what is that? Like, what is having fun for you look like? If I
1: feel good on stage. Um, if I don't feel, like, anxious.
0: Does that have to do with, like, the energy exchange with the audience or how prepared you are or, like, how, what determines?
1: I think it's the energy exchange. And, like, <clears throat> I guess maybe it depends on the audience. Like, sometimes there are certain audiences that feel like they, they like me and they're looking at me and we're connecting mm-hmm. and even if like, like sometimes that will be the case. And it's not like everyone's like knee slapping, freaking out, crying, laughing, Yeah, but we're all just kind of standing, sitting here, like hanging out, having fun. Mm-hmm. That's like the best.
0: Yeah. Obviously I would love also for there to be raucous laughter too. Uh, I love some knees sla- and some, some thigh slapping. And that would be incredible. Would be and
1: I, I imagine we'll get, I'll get there at some point, yeah. but yeah, I like to feel connected. And if I don't feel if I feel out of body, I feel horrible on stage. Yeah.
0: What is the experience of bombing like for you?
1: Hmm. Bad. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. I haven't had like a really, really, really horrible bomb like ever. Just because I haven't like done that many shows in my lifetime. Um, th- I did a show um, over the summer, I think it was. And I didn't not do well. Um, and I didn't, it wasn't like a total bomb, but it was like right there, you know? Um, and it was like fine. I was like, whatever. I actually, th- sometimes, and I know I've heard people say this too, like sometimes those are the sets that I you can have the most fun with because you kind of know at that point that people aren't going to like you. So you can kind of just be like, all right, well, moving on mm-hmm. and just finish. Mm-hmm. And it's not great, but you got through it. And so you feel strong, I think, afterwards. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean I feel like whatever your discipline or medium or whatever like the you we learn through failure. Yeah. Like you have to make an error to actually like learn. Um so yeah. I don't I don't enjoy it but I'm kind of I don't know. I've listened to so many comedy interviews and at this point i'm just like yeah bombing is part of it so yeah I need it's, to just like i need to accept yeah i need to not ruminate
1: i had a bad set one time and i came home and i googled like comedians talking about bombing mm. and i listened to an interview of bill burr actually who i don't really even connect with. connect with but i was like I, he's talking about it at least yeah. so um and he like talked about how he bombed like you know years into his career had already been obviously like booking a lot and doing it a lot and he went to did a show and it was like he described it just as just utter silence like and everyone just kind of like wishing that he would leave <laughs> <laughs> and I was like <sighs> brutal it's just it just happens and it's part of it so mm-hmm. there's no reason to like Take obviously it, it so sucks but it whatever
0: yeah it, it's not um yeah this I don't know it's one of these things like you you really you gotta keep believing in yourself yeah Sorry.
1: What is your experience with bombing?
0: Um. Yeah, I, I I, just, I try to really have, like, discipline around, like, this is part of it. Mm-hmm. This is part of it. Like, th- do not read more into this. Um, listen to the, like, listen to the tape tomorrow. Like, so many, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of peers are like, oh, my God, like, you listen to your sets, like, you watch them back. I'm like, what the fuck? How else are you going to get... You're yeah. not listening? To I'm one of those se- people. <laughs> you got to listen. It's humiliating. There's yeah, some sets like when I when I press the end of like of the record button, I like title it and I'm like Eastville Rough in all caps. <laughs> like I know it's going to be bad, but I it, I don't know, like it's an opportunity to be a little more clinical about like okay, why was this so rough? Like yeah. Oh, I wasn't prepared. Right. <laughs> okay. Noted. Like, it's um, I'm gonna get some insight out of it, which is so frustrating because it's like, uh, it's both confirmation that I did poorly, but also an opportunity. I
1: struggle with li- like watching my sets in general, even if it's a good set. I I just don't.
0: Ooh, I... Interesting.
1: For some reason, I don't like. I don't enjoy watching myself on stage i would rather other people watch me and tell me that it's tell me how they think but yeah. i don't want to think i don't want to think about how
0: i how i think about it if that yeah makes sense. i i i'm very like self-conscious because you said something like this earlier i i'm just like i wish i knew how to write a joke like i wish i knew oh, how to yeah. write a joke just about whatever like th- the the idea of like being hired to like write Chris you know be on like Chris Rock's writing team for the Oscar hosting set I'm like what you want to <laughs> just come up with jokes about whatever the fuck like I I'm not there yet I like don't understand how to do that um do you
1: do roasts ever
0: I've done two it's just really not for me it's but, not for me but it is but it is an opera but I do recognize the like utility of yeah
1: that. I like when other people are doing roasts like Claire will often do a roast and we'll like workshop her jokes yeah. I like the idea of having like a per or like a thing or a person, like an object to yeah. write about. Cause yeah, it's a focus. It, yeah. Focus. But I think that vibes at roasts are frankly rancid and I hate going to them. Yeah.
0: It's just not
1: no shade to anyone who likes them. Sorry.
0: No, I, I, I don't know. I see, I see friends of <clears throat> ours do it. And I'm like, you guys are crushing it. Good for you. Yeah. And,
1: and I can even watch like roasts and be like, Oh my God, that was like awesome. Yeah. But I, um, I don't, I am too sensitive and Mm -hmm. I'm just too soft for it. That's
0: okay. Same, same, same.
1: Um. I interrupted you when you were talking about.
0: I I don't even know. (laughs) Something about learning and watching myself. Oh yeah. Watching yourself. Oh, just that like, uh, I, I, if I want to get better. I have to be disciplined about not just relying on my own charisma. I know that I'm a good performer. I know that I love to be on stage more than anything else, and that I feel comfortable there. like I don't have stage fright. That's not the problem for me. So I really do need to like play like run the tape back and listen, and it's like, okay, where did I lose them? Like I'm not gonna get better at crafting this if I don't try to craft it. Yeah, I'm like, let me just wing it. like no, I am I'm trying to grow, yeah. You know? no and thank carrie you carrie for- has like a knowing smile <laughs> i'm like because right
1: like, you're saying all the things that i need to hear obviously mm. and i hate them <laughs> <laughs> and i want you to shut the fuck uh, up <laughs> i know because
0: it's like well i have to effort that's disgusting. no i don't
1: i want to be effortless i want to be like you said charisma it's like that should be enough
0: i know you
1: guys know. are so lucky that i'm here on stage and you get to look at me and listen to me talk I'm
0: a, you guys i'm a, I'm a delight <laughs> What are, why aren't you laughing? That's so dumb that you're not laughing. I
1: think that they're weird for not laughing, whatever was going on there. I agree. It's probably, it's I like agree. they have a spiritual issue that's going on. <laughs> they have a
0: deep spiritual problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're blocked. They're blocked. <laughs> they're Their blocked. third eye is <laughs> closed, glued shut.
1: Calcified as fuck. They oh got to stop God. with the fluoride.
0: Oh, my God. That, oh, that actually reminds me. Okay. I am I would love for you to talk more about consciousness and spirituality. You alluded sure. to that earlier yeah. and that that's kind of podcast project, but like, that as a as that that occupies space in your brain yes, and deeply since when and, and why and oh just, my god i don't know i just want to hear you talk about it yeah
1: well i it's been like a long journey i had a moment in time in 2019 where i basically realized that i was the problem long story mm-hmm. short um i was
0: was this before peru
1: before peru peru kind of happened after that realization i It was kind of all, it feels like it was preordained a little bit. Um, But I was just like, oh my God, I am the one, like I don't love myself basically. Like I was was searching for love from people outside of me constantly Mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting it. And I was like, this is so, everyone else sucks and they don't love me. And it's like, what the hell? And then I kind of, yeah. And then I had this (sighs) moment where someone was basically looked me in the eyes and told me they didn't want me. And I was like, oh my God, it's me. This is just like a mirror reflection of, my problems and it was just like a whole like revelation basically in in a single moment in time that sparked a like a a journey that I started to do I mean I got home from where I was when that happened and immediately was like Brene Brown vulnerability Brene Brown like shame or whatever had you ever
0: heard of Brene Brown before I had
1: heard the name but I did not feel compelled to ever look her up until that time and I was like now is the time
0: was it a was it a breakup
1: no, it was a limerent fantasy relationship that I had created in my mind.
0: I just learned the word limerence. Do you know who taught it to me? Me. Jason Mansour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so close so close it's either me or jason <laughs> it's either you or Jason. well
1: it's the reason i say that is cuz uh one of the simp fests that we did like a couple months ago i insisted upon us discussing limerence because it's a huge part of simping mm-hmm. and it has affected me personally mm-hmm. in my life um it's good that you learned about that from jason cuz you know it's very it's, it's very kind of ironic yeah it's ironic kind of, <laughs> it's a little on the nose yeah
0: um can you can you explain what limerence is for people who sure. might not be
1: the way I, my understanding of it is like it's an un, unreasonable fixation and obsession up romantically upon a person who you may or may not even be in a relationship with. You're probably not. It's like a fantasy. It's you like create a fantasy version of Fantastical infatuation. Yeah. And it's like obviously you're seeking salvation and transcendence from that. Yeah. But it's hard to see that when you, when you're in it and you're, you're just no like, no them it's no it's them. like them they're, they're perfect they're just perfect and we're meant to be even though there's obstacles to us being together such as them they don't they don't me. love me <laughs> yeah, yeah. such as they
0: pro- they they fundamentally don't want to be with me yeah right details details
1: whatever I can I can fix that. Um, but yeah so that happened and I was like oh my god I'm the problem and went to Peru and I was like did ayahuasca and cried a bunch yeah
0: can you tell us about ayahuasca
1: yeah um I was Was like
0: your first kind of psychedelic experience yeah
1: I had been a years-long pothead that was my 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 anti-drug is marijuana um so I had not done like any psychedelics at all but when we were doing this I was like yeah I'm obviously gonna we had a choice. It wasn't like everyone had to do it. But was um, it a, did
0: you go with like a group of yeah. people you knew?
1: Yeah, it was um, my sister. So the freaky thing that happened was my sister was going on this trip. And
0: where, how where are you in the sibling? I'm the youngest of, of three of three.
1: Yeah. So my oldest sister, Aaron and I are very close. OK. And we both she's like if I'm woo, she's like on another planet. OK. Um, and I've learned a lot from her and she was going on this trip to Peru and it was like a spiritual journey with a group, um, that she had done a trip before to India with them. Um, and I had been to Peru actually, um, in high school and then, and I, it was, it's an amazing
0: place. Yeah. And I was but like, you hadn't I had not been on like a white girl find yourself. Journey. No, I had yeah. not been on
1: a white girl find myself journey. So it was time. Um, and so she was going and I was like, damn, like I really, that sounds really cool. I had just had this revelation and i was like i need something like that right now like i'm unwell and she was like yeah like maybe next time you know you should sign up for it and i was like yeah i should and then probably like a week later the person who was supposed to be her roommate on the trip had to drop out and she was selling her spot for a very discounted rate mm. and i thought did i not just ask for Yolo. this <laughs> like yeah. universe just kind of handed it to me on a plate and i was like awesome cool i'm going so i did um and that was that trip like changed everything convinced me to quit my job like
0: what was your job
1: i was working in um politics kind of adjacent i was working for um like a digital advertising company that did political stuff and i was essentially being trying the, my, one of my clients who was working for a presidential candidate at the time was trying to poach me from my company and i almost said yes because they were offering me a lot of money and I did not think this person should be president, but I was like, whatever, who cares? Morals, values, I don't need those. And then the trip happened and I was like, oh, I literally can't do that. Like, I I needed that. So I didn't make a bad decision. Um, But yeah, so then like, we were talking about like consciousness and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah,
0: that trip, ayahuasca. Like what what was that trip like for you?
1: I was just like crying a lot the whole time and I didn't really know why. I was just like, this is so emotional like learning about like we were going to all these sacred sites and doing like ceremonies and I didn't really know like what we were doing but it felt so intense to be doing it and to be with all these like strangers who I was meeting and connecting with and every I was the youngest person there everybody was like in their 40s 50s like um whoa yeah it was it was really cool um and then ayahuasca was I feel like I had a very um I describe it as like a very light experience with because the first thing that happened was basically being told that i'm a baby and that i need to just be rocked in a cradle and that's what was happening and i was just like crying and crying and crying and just like getting stuff out Mm -hmm. um and i obviously threw up and everything like everyone does but i didn't see yeah it's a total purge yeah um and it was transformative and i came home and i was like okay like what am i doing and of course that was when I was discovering I was queer and like mm-hmm. met this girl. And I was like, Oh my God, like everything is different in my life now. Um, and I kind of get to decide that. Yeah. Um, But it's like, yeah, it's the whole like consciousness journey also is like a healing journey for me at least. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I was needing to get a lot of stuff out of my system and like definitely that relationship I got into was like, very codependent and like toxic and you know very much healing like a mother wound that I was dealing with and then that ended and you know it's just been a kind of a journey from there but yeah
0: is there is there any part of you that's interested in like doing that and doing an ayahuasca ceremony again
1: oh yeah I would totally do it again I think it would be really interesting to do it now that I've established myself more as like a real person yeah um and have a lot more spiritual understanding and like practices in my life. Um, I think it would be really interesting. I'm, I, the way that I try to do life in general is set an intention, then if it's meant to come to me, it'll come to me. I don't really like to seek things out, mm-hmm. um, which maybe is arguably not a great way to live, but.
0: Well, th- that seems contradictory to setting an intention.
1: Well, I guess it's not like setting an intention, but like, for example, like remaining open I guess mm. to like I would definitely do an ayahuasca ceremony in the future if that were presented to me if the cards a, kind of fall, in a way that, yeah yeah know? I'm like, not gonna I to put it on the calendar yeah I'm not gonna like go googling like ayahuasca shamans near me and yeah. like go to Hudson Valley and like <laughs> meet some random guy like I yeah. I'm not gonna do that but if if it appears like the way that Peru appeared then I'll then I'll do it okay. um which is kind of how I, that's how I approach dating too like I just can't be bothered to go seeking for stuff. And maybe that means I'll be alone forever, but I like to think that I'll attract something. I
0: I feel like I was just reading something that was like, be, keep being yourself, the people who, and so the people who are looking for you will find you. you. Yeah. Something like that. And part of me is like, that's beautiful. Another part of me is like, don't I have to try a little bit? Like,
1: I think you have to try in the sense of like, putting yourself in positions like in settings you know yeah
0: and like yeah cu- try cultivate self-love like, right be a person who can be in a healthy relationship. and for me it's like
1: go out you have to go outside like you, you do to have to go outside. outside at some point like <laughs> you need to step outside <laughs> yeah but I do strongly believe that um if I just vibrate at the frequency that I want to be at then I'm gonna the person's yeah. gonna come in naturally so yeah. I hope to be an example I hope for that to happen to me, so that I can show people that that's possible. Like yeah. I would like to be a living example of that at some Ugh, point. I'm with you. Yeah.
0: What do you do to like vibrate at your at the right frequency? Like, what's I, it's not a science there isn't like a I wake up and I take that you know I, yeah. I know it's not like an exact thing but yeah. I don't know like what what are things that you do where you feel like you are yourself and you're like in your power
1: well this is gonna be like annoying but Great. like meditation is a huge thing for me like
0: what is what's that your practice like
1: um it's very simple it's just I wake up and if I can get myself to not go on TikTok first thing um I will just like do breathing like first thing just conscious breathing Mm -hmm. so that that's the first thing I'm doing yeah feels good yeah and then it kind of depends on like the mood I'm in but I'll either do like a guided meditation on like Spotify or like Mm -hmm. wherever there's they're everywhere now Mm -hmm. like everyone's doing them or I like to listen to like um solfeggio tones or like whatever frequencies that gamma frequency or whatever it's whatever I'm feeling like but or I sometimes just do it in silence where I just sit cross-legged on the mm-hmm. floor or on my bed and close my eyes and breathe. It's literally, that's it yeah. for like 20, 30 minutes. It's amazing. I feel you just feel so good after that because there's so much noise, especially for me. Like when I first wake up, it's like 5 million thoughts are happening at one time yeah. and it's exhausting. And it's like when I just take that time to sort of settle, then I can, like, make decisions that feel really aligned. So, that's beautiful. thank you. I don't, I'm not, like, a. am not uh, perfect at it. Like, I'm still figuring yeah, but it out. That's an illusion. That's yeah. not even real Yeah. yeah.
0: at all. Um, I Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the paradigm of, like, looking at things as journeys and as practices as opposed to, like, as a finished product yeah. is kind of game changer
1: yeah i think that's also been the thing that has kept me from doing the podcast where i talk about it because
0: you want us to be perfect
1: well i i feel like i have to be embodying the stuff i talk about otherwise Mm. who am i like i can't just say stuff yeah um but i think i have to just be okay with not being perfect and just saying stuff Mm -hmm. and letting people decide if they like it
0: yeah but also and also just saying that yeah like yeah I know I know I don't know stuff always. yeah
1: I barely know anything in fact <laughs> which is yeah
0: so y- you said that you don't read books yeah but do you are there um thinkers or spiritual teachers who you feel I mean like you've mentioned Brene Brown are there other yeah. um I don't know minds that have influenced you yes
1: um there's one in particular who is her name is Jessa Reed she's a comedian interesting but she doesn't really do stand-up anymore she's more of a podcaster and she had a podcast called soberish that was very formative for my journey. And I found it because actually my sister was on it one time. Cause like I said, she's super out there and I don't know how they even like found each other, but again, the vibration. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she was on it. And at the time when she was on it, I was like, okay, who cares? I don't know what you're talking about. Like you're being crazy. And then when it was time for me to actually do it, I started listening to Jessa's podcast and that like changed my entire life. Um, Whoa. yeah. And it was what convinced me to be a comedian too, because I was like, Oh, sh- I'm like, literally she's like the template. Like,
0: Whoa. Yeah. Wait, can you say more about this?
1: Um, yeah, it was in 2020 when I first became like a more into her content. I, cause I was, this is like, so such a small example, but, um, I was needing to move apartments and, I cuz I was living in this like shoebox in the East Village. It was mid pandemic. I was basically half living with my girlfriend at the time who lived in Brooklyn and I was like I need to move to Brooklyn cuz like it's better here. Yeah. <laughs> just period. Yeah. I didn't want to be in the East Village anymore yeah. and um how long is it, oh, does it good. Say? Okay. Good. I'm like self-conscious. No, um no, 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 no. <laughs> uh and it f- this was like September, August September of 2020 and I needed to find someone to take over my lease in the East village mm-hmm. and also find like an apartment in Brooklyn. And to me that that was in my budget that also I quit my job. So I, like wasn't making money. It was like a whole, it, there were felt like there were a lot of obstacles to me, like getting what I needed. Sure. And so I, I think I don't really know if this was conscious, but I was like, I need to figure out like manifesting. Like mm-hmm. I need to figure out how to do this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's when I started like listening to her a lot. And she was talking about manifesting and in a way that it, I really understood completely. And it was this idea of like detachment that was like game changing for me. Cause I,
0: what is that? What do you mean?
1: Just being like, this is what I want. Like my ideal identifying my ideal, like timeline and then saying, well, if the worst case scenario happens, okay. You know, like if I can't find someone to take over my lease and I have to pay two months, like two rents for six months. Okay. Like I'll figure that out. You know, if that happens, just allowing that to be a possibility, but not being, like, afraid of it. Yeah. Which, if you're afraid of something, that tends to manifest. Yeah. Because it's very strong. Fear is a very strong emotion. Oh,
0: my gosh. That's, okay. That's sort of changing my life right okay. now. Okay. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's big.
1: Yeah. Um, so, if you can neutralize mm-hmm. whatever, like, the, the worst case scenario is, yes. you're more likely yes. to yes. get on the path of your highest...
0: <laughs> that feels incredibly like liberating it is
1: because then you because then everything is fine literally
0: yeah it's just like yeah lowering the stakes just making it i don't know it, that's that's a very powerful style. well and it was
1: hugely like powerful for me at the time because i was in this Position of feeling really afraid that I wasn't gonna get what I needed, and then I was like, okay, you know what? It's fine. And then of course, I found someone to take over my lease. Mm-hmm. I found a, an amazing apartment that I'm still in today. Wow, that I love, and life is so good. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. Yeah,
1: that's and it's beautiful. It's amazing how like when it worked, when I was like, when it, when it, it showed itself to work. I was like, oh my god, magic. <laughs> like literally, this place is
0: magical. Truly, yeah, that's incredible. So has. Has your, has your fan? I mean, I'm using family as like a proxy for like people close to you, but whether it's siblings or close friends, do you feel like your growth is seen by people close to you?
1: Yeah, I think it is seen. Um, not everybody knows like this. Not everyone can receive it and so I don't really talk about it with people who can't um but when they do it feels great and I that was what was so special about my friendship with my friend who passed is that she and I were kind of on the journey together and she really saw like she understood this stuff she wanted to talk about it with me yeah we would like constantly be in contact about whatever was going on in our lives and like dissecting it all the time um so that's but,
0: such a special friendship.
1: Yeah, so I think that's part of why I'm trying to take it more, be more public about this because mm-hmm. I've lost something so important, and I want to be seen in this way. Yeah. Um. But it's been weird because, like, you know, the, like, my parents, for example, like, they don't, you know, they're never gonna. My mom is. My mom and I are quite close at this point in time. We've had a rocky relationship but you know my dad is so not in my orbit really yeah. um but my sister and I are very like she has also been very like supportive and saying that she's proud of me and like mm. all that so that's been very really nice to, yeah. Have. <laughs>
0: to have yeah no to to I don't know Of you don't want to do things for external validation or affirmation, but to just receive that while you're on your own self-motivated journey or whatever, it is still quite powerful and just, I don't know, strengthening.
1: Yeah. Especially when like, I didn't particularly get a lot of that when I was younger. And of course I was spent a lot of years like craving the external validation and needing it. And you know, abandoning myself to try to get it or whatever mm-hmm. and now i'm just like it comes to me because i do what i'm supposed to do so. yeah uh, <laughs> i love this me too i could do this for days oh my God. <laughs> i love this what is your relationship to like spirituality that kind of thing um
0: i mean i i feel like a very soft compassionate like Softness, warmth, compassion, that's like what... That's my shit. That's my shit? <laughs> that is where I feel the safest. Not the safest in like a... Um, I'm hiding from the world, but like that's where I... Just tenderness. I'm like about that. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I, I... My experience with like clinical depression... Um, that was kind of like a, the beginning of a, of, of a turning point for me where I was like, Oh, I'm not living for myself. Right. I have been ignoring my gut and ignoring my heart the whole time I've been on planet earth. Right. Um, and it's really just since like 2019, honestly, that I'm like, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I
1: think 2019 was a big year for a lot of people. Big year. Yeah. Huge year. Huge year. Me.
0: Huge year for me
1: um i really related to things that you have because i've listened to your podcast before and i've when you talk about like weed and then like <laughs> i feel like that i really related I'm to like oh my like,
0: fuck do i talk about weed wait what have i no, said no no
1: it was just like i think it was one episode that i listened to i forget which one but you just talked about like your relationship with it and mm-hmm. how like it's it's complicated because mm-hmm. i've been trying to find the balance in the last like ten years, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm in a trying to find the balance mode right now. Yeah,
1: although like having started on antidepressants has changed the game for me.
0: Yeah, that Are was. You, do you? Can I ask? Do you? Do yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on a cute little cocktail of cute. of antidepressants. Um, and that have kind. It's kind of been like an an on and off. I think that's my attitude toward like pharmacological, mm-hmm. uh, treatment of. Mental, emotional well-being. Um, like I don't. I. would like to not be on Prozac and Train for the rest of my life. But if I'm on cycles of it throughout the rest of my life, I. I can understand. I can, yeah. I, can, I can. I can. I can accept that. Um. But I. Th- I think I've been. I'd been like going a little too hard on on the weed. I'm like, oh, this isn't. I'm escaping. I'm trying 100%. to escape right now. Yeah. But that's not what I don't want to escape. I want to be. I want to. I got to face presence yeah um
1: well the weird thing is with weed too is that like sometimes it sometimes, sometimes it facilitates, sometimes, that. It facilitates that.
0: sometimes it facilitates that and
1: i think recently i've been using it a lot more to facilitate like awesome. goodness than yeah. to escape my reality yeah
0: yeah um yeah last night i was making vision boards with my friend lee um, cool and i mean i don't know if I, i'd call mine more of like a vibe board i can show it to you but, i want to see um, it she, she had a cute little weed pen, and I, I hadn't smoked in a while. Um, so I was, like, sick, and I was, like, let me cut it out for a minute. <laughs> um, let me knock it off. Um, and, yeah, it was one of, those, one of those, like, wonderful times where I was, like, ah, my brain is open. Yes. And I was just saying such silly stuff and, like, writing down ideas, and it was, I was, like, oh, yes, I'm, uh, I could, like, get into, like, a playful state, yeah. which was really nice.
1: Yes, that's so amazing. That's why it's like it's important to me that I don't get to a place where I feel like I need to stop smoking completely because, or whatever, ingesting weed because, like, I want to still be able to play around sometimes. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's, um, I don't know, like, any, like, I think I have it's a moderation kind of approach. Um, but, yeah I, I don't know. I think like reorienting toward self-love and self-compassion has been like the big the big game changer and like what has made my life better. yeah, like spiritually. yeah. Um, are you familiar with Tara Brock?
1: You talked about Tara Brock with on your episode with Jenna. I believe, which is the I one sure I think did. I forget if that was the one you talked about weed too. But uh, probably I either. meant to look. Is it a woman? I meant it's, to look her yes, up.
0: Tara is a woman. I I have her book. I'll show it to you. Um, transformative. Yeah. Personally, um, just like uh, is offers teachings and perspectives that are so so fortified in in compassion, but like strong like it feels so safe to like acknowledge your own softness and your own vulnerability. Um, That's huge. Huge stuff. Huge stuff. Yeah. Because even like, even like Brene Brown, freaking God bless Brene Brown. I love her. It is very like shiny and well polished and put together. And and,
1: scientific. Yeah. Which is the part about her that I don't relate to.
0: Yeah. It it almost feels like, um, like, fetishizing science and like the data so I looked at the data that
1: that is something that will get me riled up because it's like I don't need to see the fucking numbers to know that self-love is good for me yeah
0: or that shame is bad I want to have I want to legitimize conversations about intuition yes that aren't like science says that listening to your intuition is good like it's exhausting stop it this is I'm not data numbers uh quantum like Quant is, Quant is patriarchy, yeah. and there's a place for it. Mm-hmm. There's a place for that in the universe, but that is not the top authority. the 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 best way of 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 understanding knowledge. Right. That's not it. That's not it. Knowledge is we have embodied knowledge and wisdom. Thank and... you so
1: much. <laughs> I get so like angry when it's like I'm. I just operate from a different completely different like set of like guide posts than yeah. than the average like yeah. person in this culture because it's like everybody needs to see the the data on the stuff
0: so, there's literally you can find data to support literally anything anything yeah you can find data to support vaccines are cause autism so right it's cool great which again i'm not saying like don't don't do data driven just like studies and whatever and it's like
1: th- that's for those people and like that I trust that those scientists and those people will do their jobs it's just not me and it's not what I'm here to do yeah and I, I want to be as respected as a scientist someday yeah
0: <laughs> doing birth work was oh, has also yeah. been like like a huge part of this because the paradigm we exist in now birth is so medicalized it's such a top-down thing and it's kind of so incredibly disrespectful to the body of a Mm -hmm. person who does child who does gestation and childbirth like yeah you could do that shit without a doctor like people do people have that's not to say doctors are bad and it's worse with it no it's just that your body has the wisdom to do it so you there is a precedent for trusting your intuition and trusting your body to do what it knows how to do, even if intellectually you haven't done it before and can't prove it to yourself that way. Right. Trust Um, me.
1: I tried when I was 11 and 12. I said, I'm not going to have a period. I'm not going to do that because I don't want to. mm -hmm. And I said, I just have free will and control over this. mm -hmm. And then guess what? I didn't.
0: That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You had a period? Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. I I think, I don't know, a a lot of like – my my value like determining my own values has come from like being steeped in a vacuum of patriarchy, hating my anatomy and my own body, mm-hmm. fearing it, being disgusted with it, um, having just a very toxic relationship to like womanhood or whatever the fuck I am, and I'm I'm di- no yeah. no 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 that can't be it. I'm the child like. I just grew up in a framework with no balance. Yeah, and I'm convinced that balance is where it's at. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Oh my god. Weirdly, I haven't I haven't really talked much about birth and like doula stuff in 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 stand up, which is yeah, strange surprising. to me. And I really want to. And so that's kind of the new the next frontier, I think.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like I mean I don't know if motherhood is in the cards for me, and I'm perfectly fine if it's not. Mm-hmm. But if it is, I definitely would be doing like water birth type situation yeah we're just exploring yeah we yes Explore people I just people don't are like how to explore in the hospital it's like they take the baby from you like right away it's like wait but that's mine yeah um there's a
0: lot there's a lot yeah there's a lot I have a lot of opinions about <laughs> um but I don't know I just I want to feel I yeah, I want I want to love myself. Yes, I just feel like that's the best. That's the best way to be. I feel like also like talking
1: about this stuff, people feel like they need to like believe in God or something, which I, you know, believe in whatever you want. But spirituality isn't that like isn't that different. It's not separate from you. Like it's just yeah your experience. It's like what you what feels good to your soul. Mm-hmm. Doing that. And not being like, like shamed about it or whatever mm-hmm. and realizing that actually like the conditioning has taught you to like not do what your soul wants and like repress what
0: it's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm just trying to come back to my intuition, which I've been exactly flat out ignoring my entire life. Same so yeah the like taking up space trusting that like i have something to say or that i have any wisdom at all
1: also trusting like lately my thing has been like if i want something it's because it's meant for me Mm -hmm. like if i am excited about something and i desire it then like there's that's because it's meant for me like it i can't like it's not random it's it's not not random like it's i'm not being self-centered or like self-absorbed To acknowledge that there's something that I'm, that I want and that I'm going to move forward and pursue. I think for a long time I was like, I can't do anything like that I want because that's selfish and I'm whatever. I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, the, the, the skill of self-validation kind of very much a central node of what, of like what I feel like I'm orienting around. And that feels, it feels like a spiritual pursuit. Totally. Because um, I'm like telling myself to—I don't know—I'm feel whatever. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? It. Yeah, you freaking get it. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, this this is about as long as I usually record. Amazing, with folks. Do you, do you feel like there's anything we didn't we didn't get to touch on that you wanted to? T- to I mean, there's probably.
1: Like, hours and hours of things. That's definitely true. <laughs> you will have to come back. But this this was amazing. I had so much oh, fun.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> where can where can the people find you?
1: Um, You can find me on Instagram. That's where I am the most active, sort of, to everyone's dismay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm at I'm Carrie Keys on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Twitter. I don't really go on there. And I have a podcast called Floundering. Yay! It's on all the places. Okay. And be I'm going to the- link to all of this yeah. in the episode notes. And be on the lookout for upcoming projects
0: yay oh thank you so much thank you so much carrie (laughs) a delight to talk to you always a delight you'll be back okay great oh my god i can't wait to redact half this episode (gasps) okay bye everyone Bye. Bye.